Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Well, you know, you know, Todd, we're, we're all about paying our dues and, and apparently mm-hmm. you, you have a, a, a due you have to pay. I do. I do. I have to give a shout out to OARC first grade class, OARC Arkansas. Uh, I want to say hello. And uh, my daughter-in-law is a teacher there. And she told me, said, when you go on, you better say hello to my first grade class. We're going to watch you. I said, all right. So now, hello, I, everybody. <laughs> I, I knew we had people in Australia and, and New Zealand and Spain and Russia. I didn't know we had anybody in OARC Arkansas. Come on, man. We, we literally just drove down. Uh, right. We came down the pig trail and across, was it two fifteen that goes West? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You talk about a beautiful piece of, Oh, oh it's, it's, Lord. it's beautiful. And Hey, I'll tell you what, Dennis, next time you're up there, eat, eat there at the little OR uh, burger joint, it's best really? hamburger, best hamburger you ever ate in your life. Ralph Meeker. He's a, uh, he's over the, uh, he's the head deer ball in the state of Arkansas. Really? And he came, yeah, he came down and he and I were doing a deer survey here in, in hot Springs village. And we had to work of a night all night long doing a deer survey. And he, he, you know, of course we were doing small talk there at each other. And he said, uh, uh, I told him, I said, well, my daughter-in-law works at O'Ark, Arkansas. Uh, she's a first grade teacher there at O'Ark. Yeah. And he said, I've been there. He said, I'll tell you what, he said, they got the best hamburger I've ever ate in my life. Now, now, now let and, me, not to take anything away, but you're telling me it's better than the shack in Jesseville. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know what? I can't say that, Dennis, because I'm from Jesseville. <laughs> I can't say that. But, but you know that's honest. a good burger, man. That's a good hey, burger. It's, it's, a, it's a good burger. But if, if I tell you what, if O'Ark could be as good, I'll be there and eat a burger there, too. I'll say they're as good, Dennis. They're, they're as good as the <laughs> And I, I tell you what, because we're, and we're, we're all about chasing the tangent here. We're going to talk about the urban deer hunting in just a second. But I tell you what. If you haven't been, if you haven't been up Highway 23, which is the pig trail, as they call it, goes up to Huntsville in that area. Number one, you, you drive through the Ozark National St. Francis uh, National Forest. It is stunning, stunningly beautiful. It's as beautiful as here. And I, that's is. saying something. I love this spot. But as you go yes. up, you go across the Mulberry and you can turn right onto 215 and go. You'll parallel the top of the Mulberry River all the way across there, east and west. That's one of the most beautiful drives I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you, you're, you're looking down on the Mulberry River, which is kind of this blue green because of the magnesium and the the, the calcium in the water. A gorgeous place. How, how did she get there? I mean, what, 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 you have family there or what? Well, well, I don't. My, my son, he, he he went to school at Henderson and uh, he ended up. She She's from OR and uh, she went to the College of the Ozarks up there and he met her at FCA camp. 
Really? And yeah, and they they were big into the Christian, uh, you know, with the youth and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyhow, he married her, and they moved to Clarksville. He coaches football and teaches algebra and geometry at Paris, Arkansas. And she's got a first, she's first grade teacher at OR. But I, I they got they got a little girl, my grandbaby, his only grandbaby I've got. I tell you what, she is. Uh, she got she got her papa wrapped around her finger. Okay, <laughs> next, next next time we're getting pictures, Todd. We're getting pictures, buddy. I want to see pictures of this. I've got one right here behind me. You can see her in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, and is. I tell you, the reason why I'm going down that path just a little. Number one, it's a gorgeous place, and we are not oh, saying Ozark, Arkansas. We're saying no, it's Ozark, Ozark. especially right. during the fall time. <clears throat> yes, when you drive it during the fall time, when the leaves change. Oh. oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, yeah. and, and there's know. four or five, uh, it's, it's in the national forest, but there's four or five landings there. There's high point and Ingalls nest mm-hmm. and, and Bay. there's some others. Absolutely beautiful area. If you want to trip up through that way, it's just defined. And, and you were telling me, which is unbelievable to me, we were mentioning earlier and we're having the urban deer hunt this year. And it, that was uh-huh. always a big success. You were telling me we had people from Gurdon, Arkansas. Now, I think if you are a deer hunter from Gurdon, Arkansas, and you have to come to Hot Springs Village, you you probably couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. That's what I'm thinking, because there's more deer, I think, in Gurdon, Arkansas than probably most other places in the state. There's there's several down there. Yeah, there's several. But we got them from uh, hey, we've got we've got people this year that it's registered to hunt from. Like I said, I, I bet we've got 20 to 30 from the state of Louisiana. And I'm talking about all the way down in South Louisiana. Uh, you know, we've got them from Oklahoma. We've got them, uh, several from Texas. We've got Missouri. Uh, we've got them all over the state of Arkansas from, uh, you know, from Gurdon to Bentonville, to Boonville, to, uh, just everywhere. We've got 380 participants this year, which is one of the biggest uh, group of participants that we've had. So, so number one, you mentioned earlier, just tangentially, you mentioned you were doing a deer survey. I want to hear those results in a minute. And I apologize. I'm about to sneeze here, but tell me, okay. how does the urban deer hunt, deer hunt work and who, who, who manages that? How do we do that? Well, uh, in the past, you have to be registered with the Arkansas Bow Hunters Association. Now, the Arkansas Bow Hunters Association, they send people down to, to do what's called an orientation. Uh, that's usually been in July. And that's where you have to qualify with the bow that you're going to hunt, hunt with. And you have to hit a target in a vital area three times. If you miss it once, you're done. You can't hunt. Really? Well, and, yeah, and let's, be, let's be frank about this. An urban deer hunt, this is all about safety, right? It is. And it is. Because you, you, your arrow could go the wrong place. You mm-hmm. could, yeah, this could be a problem. That's, right? why, that's why we have a qualification. <clears throat> we don't want somebody hunting in here that can't get nothing. You know, we want to. And, and it's also for the deer. Uh, we want someone that whenever they, they, they take a deer, they get it where the deer is not going to, to suffer, to suffer sure. and uh, take, you know, make a clean shot. Uh, also, our rules, you mentioned safety. You have to be at a minimum of 10 feet in the air in a stand, and that way the trajectory of your arrow oh. is, is going down to where you're not shooting straight and you can hit something way out front of you. So uh, you have to be 50 yards from any structure, trail, street, uh, so therefore, you know, and safety is our number one thing. And we try to tell our hunters, you know, be just, just to be as discreet as they can be. Yeah. Uh, we want them to be invisible. And, and so that, that's what they do. And then they come in and the first deer that you take has to be donated to Hunters Feed the Hungry. We, can, we have a trailer, a freezer trailer that is at uh, the Cortez Fire Station. 
Hmm. And uh, Ronnie Ritter, which is president of Hunters Feed the Hunger, he and I work together on this. And he he comes in once or twice a week. We go, we help him load up what he's got. And, uh, you know, and they, they take them and have them processed into the, 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 you know, the meat sticks that they give to the children that's part of the backpack program with all the local schools. And also they have uh, they have meat ground up into uh, hamburger meat uh, and different things that they give to like the Jackson House and different food banks for for needy families and uh you know it's a real good thing that we team up with them and, and, and uh, try to help the community well we're, we're also meeting our objective of lowering our number of uh, our, keeping keeping a management uh, healthy deer herd uh and, gonna, and also yeah i was going to ask real quick the people from louisiana are, are they having the problem with the wasting disease or because well, it, they they really they haven't uh that I've, that I've talked to them, the ones that, that I have actually talked to, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, they can't take the deer across state lines. So if they, if they take one up here, yeah, really? they can't, yeah, they have to take the meat across state line. But like, if you kill a big buck here and you want to get it mounted, you're not going to be able to take the deer across state line. Really? Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. I, I had no idea, but, and, and I didn't mean to get off the, off the path there real quick, but and number one, let me, let me cover things real quick. Step one, the deer on the side of the road are absolutely beautiful. I love them. They are. It's wonderful. I personally think, and this is me. I personally think the deer in the village seem a little smarter than the deer up and down highway five. Cause the deer up and down highway five get spooked easy on anything and they'll run for crazy. And the deer in the village are more like, eh, they're not going to hit us. We're cool. We'll just have some mm-hmm. food here. You know? my crazy thought, but that said as beautiful and as wonderful as they are. And I think I may have said this before, and I'm, I'm going to bring up some uncomfortable truths. So you don't have to, uh, the bottom line is, is that they're beautiful. If you're, if they're not on the top of my car or going uh, through my uh, windshield or trying to kill me, yeah. uh, they're, they're beautiful. At, and just outside the national, just outside the village is the national forest. We're just, as the deer would go, we're not a half mile. Would you say, I mean, for the That's green right. bay and the other stuff, yeah, when there's wine on a exactly the wildlife refuge of the, uh, the national, yeah, the wilderness area. Uh, the, the bottom line is, is that if, if we don't thin these deer numbers, the, 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 uh, game and fish will take car batteries, knock the lids off of them. They go and lick the battery acid and they die a a pretty disgusting death. It's what I understand that said, taking them and harvesting them and turning them into deer sticks that we give to needy kids that they can take to school and eat as snack packs. I don't see where there's even a comparison of what you think we should do. I mean, it, it, it goes from a very bad thing to a really great thing, don't you think, Todd? It is, it is. And, you know, and, and you know, Hot Springs Village, the hunt we have here, you know, that we have uh, we have donated the most meat uh, than all the other hunts in the state of Arkansas times two combined. We've doubled. If you take all times the other two urban, combined? Yes. If you take all the other urban deer hunts in the state of Arkansas and you multiply them by two, we still donate more more meat than that than that than that number comes out. Unbelievable! So yeah. obviously, if we weren't donating these, th- this would stop the supply chain effectively. I mean, oh, it would it would mm. drastically reduce the the amount of uh, of meat that we have processed to give out. The uh, uh, this year we're a little bit behind on our numbers. I mean. People think that, that that these deer here in the village, you know, well, they see people all the time, traffic, you know, they're, they're tame. Well, they're pretty smart. Mm-hmm. They see people start taking to the woods and they go go together and around houses or go to moving at night. 
And uh, our numbers are down a little bit so far this year. Now, that may yeah. pick up cooler weather comes, but uh, we've been able to donate, I think, 60-something this year so far mm-hmm. to, to Hunters Feed the Hungry. Uh, and hopefully that number will increase uh, throughout the year. You know, I seen, a, I seen a deer the other day up on Durango Way. I went up Durango Way here in the village, and, and I seen a deer laying on, on the front porch. of a, It was a buck, pretty nice buck, laying, laying on, on the front porch. Front front porch of a house yeah i got a picture of it matter of fact I, i'm but, sure uh, i'm sure nobody at that house had ever fed that, that well i think it was a vacant i think it was oh, okay. a vacant house yeah but uh yeah it was it was laying there on the on the front porch of the house you know unbelievable but, uh, yeah well and, and here's the deal so so diane and i go to um uh, bingo monday night we're at the catholic church okay yeah we have a break and, and I mean, excitement, right? Woohoo. Yeah. So we, we, there's a break in between the games and we go outside and the guy said, come here, come here, come here. And I walk outside and I mean, 100, 120 feet away, there's a little red fox. Yeah. He's kind of bouncing around <laughs> watching what's going on. Next thing you know, this red fox is coming up within 15, 20 feet of me. And I'm taking some pictures and going, we're getting close enough. This is fine. This is fine. You know, but my point being, nature and and people in the village is just it's just a symbiotic dance and you got to have a balance and if we've yeah. got more deer i mean how many deer did we take last year roughly i think we <clears> took <throat> like last year i think we took like 320 something out of 26,000 uh, acres yeah uh now that was tag deer that yeah. deer that you know and, and you always have to account for your poachers that come in and take them and don't tag them you know, just load them up in the back of the truck and haul them out. But, uh, you know, roughly, I'm going to say there was probably 400 a little overtaken really? last year. Yeah. Really? And our goal, our goal really is 500 a year. And then this year, the, the, the fawns were just, uh, man, there were oh, fawns everywhere. There were so the, dozens of fawns. And they're you know, beautiful. We, I love them. But they man. are. And, and we had a good acre crop last year. And so the does were like, you know, during the winter, the fall, the winter, they was able to stay healthy, just to, to stay fat. And uh, they had a big, big uh, breeding season. And we had, we had a lot of fawns born. But, you know, that's the thing. The people in serving deer hunt, you know, we try to encourage them, take the does. Really? You know, yeah, take, take as many does as you can, um, you know, during the, the hunt. And don't just come in here and try to, Try to take a trophy buck, you know. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is what. Yeah, try to, yeah, try to take as many deer as you can. Well, let me ask yeah. this. So, so, and 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 you had mentioned this earlier, but I want to make sure that this is on camera that we had talked about. So, how many can you take with your Arkansas license? I mean, how many does can you shoot? Uh, well, this urban deer hunt, Hot Springs Village, you can take however many deer you want to take, and it doesn't go against your hunting license. So you, you, get, you let get me get this straight. So I can. I can shoot as many with bow and arrow, of course, people. Let's yeah. let's be frank here. Yeah, it's but archery shoot, only. It's archery only, but I can shoot as many deer as I want in the village. And then I go outside the village and then my permit uh, my bag limit actually starts, right? Right. Yeah. It does wow. count against your bag limit. You get specialized tags here in the village. And and you know, on every deer that we that we donate to hundreds feet to hungry, we have before they go process, they go through a game of fish biologist, they all get tested for disease. Really? They get tested. For, yeah, they get tested for CWD. They get tested for any kind of disease that, that, that the deer may carry. And that way, then we know here at Hot Springs Village, I do, uh, being over the wildlife that, hey, you know, our deer's healthy or we may have a case of this. And, you know, and the game of fish work with me 
uh, quite a bit throughout the year to, to help me on that and help me balance that out, see if we've got anything going on here. So far, we haven't. So far, every deer we've had tested has been very healthy. But, you know, at the least sign, first sign of CWD or something like that, then we're going to have to do a drastic change in what we're doing. Well, and, and we talk about CWD, which is the cra- chronic, chronic wasting, wasting disease. Wasting disease. It, for me, and I'm a very simple guy, it, think of it as mad cow disease for deer. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's neurological. It breaks down their systems. They stagger around like they don't know where they're going. Horrible. horrible. And, and it is horrible. And, and let, let me build a tangential leg here real quick. Let's look at the east end of the village, shall we? Let's look mm-hmm. at the DeSoto right before we get to the gate. And we're just going out the east gate. And Mr. Todd has been clearing lots of pine trees there. And it, it looks a little rough right now. And it looks a little rough right now because those trees had disease. And if we had not got on it, we would have had a bad, bad problem. And I'm mistaken. Right. Yeah, you're right. We would have. So that's the beetles, the, the, uh, the, mm-hmm. what are the beetles? The Ips beetles, the Ips beetles. And, yeah. and basically when there's too many trees and they're too close together and they're too stressed, the beetle just jumps from tree to tree and literally keeps killing these and otherwise completely healthy pine trees. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, well, let's go back to the chronic wasting disease. When we have too many deer in too tight an area and this disease gets spread too easily, we don't have strong herds. And the next thing you know, instead, you don't want you don't want an archer in your backyard shooting a deer. Okay, I understand his other options. We're trying to keep that herd healthy so we don't have deer spreading disease. Am I am I in the ballpark here? You're right. You're right. We want to try because if you get overcrowded. You know, there's lots of other diseases other than CWD. You got blue tongue, you got hoof rot, you got a whole bunch of other diseases for that overcrowding can cause. Plus the the you know the food sources. You know, if you get too many deer in one area, you know you haven't got enough food sources to sustain to sustain that herd. Uh, also, you know, deer carry ticks. Ticks carry Lyme disease. What don't well, they? Yeah. So I mean, the more deer you got, usually the more ticks you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because, you know, coming from the country, I've always heard these one ticks, it's not a speck back. They call them deer ticks, you know, yeah, exactly. But, exactly. you know, and that's because <clears throat> the deer carry them mainly. So anyhow, you know, you test down on your ticks too. So we, we try to, we try to keep a, a healthy herd. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't start the urban deer hunt to like maybe seven, eight year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the game and fish, you know, they came in and, and the, the survey that we do, uh, that I was telling you I was on a while ago and, you know, and they, they told us said, Hey, you know, you got to do something. You, you got to do something. How many deer and, did we have? Or how many deer do you think there are in the village? 26,000 acres, 41 square miles ish. You know, I used to have that number, but I really? forgot what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've done our survey, but it, I do know that they said that we were, that we were like 1500 deer uh, over what that, overcrowding number would be for the acres that we have really for a healthy area for a healthy area and i think i think people need to understand we see deer everywhere and it's wonderful and visitors come in and see the deer and it's gorgeous and it is it's wonderful i love that seeing i love knowing that we have that natural balance oh yeah. yeah no exaggeration at the same time we look across the lake and we say wow what a beautiful wooded area that's not really what deer can eat they have to eat the no. underbrush, right? Right. So when they have there's to eat the acorns and- <clears throat> or the or the tulips or the yeah. John Corey azaleas, 
azaleas. They love azaleas. They love azaleas. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and for those that are listening outside the village, and we're once again five mile high, five hundred feet. You know, um, there are people in the village because this is such a big place. There are people in the village that have nets around their azaleas, or they have little pins around their garden to keep the wildlife out. And there's other people that don't even know what we're talking about. Right? They they right. rarely have a deer in their area at all. You know, mm-hmm. but this is all predicated and, and be very frank about it. On the eastern end, it was replanted as a pine plantation, typically. By so, warehouser. By warehouser. Yeah, Dirk's warehouser. But and and it was intended to be rethinned and and harvested. And <clears throat> Cooper built a community there instead. But all that said, there can't be as heavy a concentration of deer in those areas, I'm assuming, because they're primarily pines. And deer don't really like to eat pine cones, right? They want acorns and right. acorn, right? Mm-hmm. So is that why they're more in the middle and more on the western end? There is. And, you know, they <clears throat> there's still a lot of deer on the east end of the village. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, eat, but, eating azaleas, but, I guess? or Yeah, eating azaleas and, and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot. You know, they, you see a lot of deer on the east end eating the grass on the right of way. They'll be on the side of the road, you know. Yep eating the, the new grass growing and but uh yeah your your bigger concentration is usually in the, about the middle of the village especially over there around uh uh north barcelona where the you know you have all the big oaks and acorns fall especially in the fall time of the year yeah now they can they can be anywhere eating the grass during the spring and winter and, and, and summer but in the fall and the winter time of the year they go to the acorns and they're about to that now i really i yeah i uh you know, if they 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 just about went to where they're eating acorns. I've heard from several of the hunters. You know, some of the corn that they're feeding, they're not eating as much of the corn now. You know, they started going to their natural, uh, their natural food source, which as is as the acorns start to fall, right? Yeah, and we're gonna have a big acorn crop this year. I've seen lots of acorns falling, and uh, you know, and that's and it's the same way about the bears. You know, they were seeing the bear in here during the summer, yeah. but. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's something about a wild animal, just like your deer and your bear. They're always going to go to their natural food source. Yeah. No matter what you're feeding them, they want to eat their natural food source. And, and, you know, the bear, they eat the acorn too. So they, you know, they moved out after the acorns and left the herd seed alone. And, uh, the, now the deer, you know, it's doing the same thing with the corn. They're starting to, uh, they're starting to go to their, to, to eat their acres. So. so you're saying the deer and the, the bear, they basically will eat what's available right up until yeah. their primary food source comes available. And then they're like, mm-hmm. forget that we're going over here to the yeah. acres. This is what we wanted all along. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, you know, and, uh, that's why most of your hunters now, uh, you know, instead of feeding corn, they've started going to what they call acorn rage and acorn blocks to, you know, to pull the deer into that because they went to acorns. You know, and I, I say I say acorns. Now, some people say acorns or something like that. That's just that's my hillbilly pronunciation. Some acorns. people say some people say opossum too, but I don't know what they're talking yeah. about. I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I have yet to have a conversation with you where I didn't learn a tremendous amount, my friend. <laughs> I was like, acorn, what? I gotta, yeah. I gotta. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my way to the farmer co-op now to figure out what yeah. you're talking about, man. Yeah, I'm find the acorn. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> some people call them acorns. I've just always called them acorn. But they're acorns. Anyhow, they're acorns. Yeah, acorns. They're acorns. <laughs> that, that's that's why I, I saw yeah. a guy, I, I, the the joke was at the airport. A guy walked up and. And uh, the uh, the officer said, "You got any ID?" And the old country boy said, "About what?" 
That's about right. That's about right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, till next time, Dennis Simpson, Todd Knowles, Randy will be back. I promise for hot Springs village inside out. Thanks again, Todd. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks for listening to another episode of hot Springs village inside out a podcast where hot Springs village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com and tell a friend.